What's up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly movie review podcast. That's right, you are tuned in and locked in to the 3FN Podcast. As always, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. This week, we will be reviewing the brand new film, 65. But before we can get there, my name is Rich, and I am your host here on the 3FN Podcast, and the nerds are all here. Let's start first with a man this past week was slicing and dicing his way through upstate New York like his name was motherfucking Ghostface. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Ron. You didn't see, you didn't see that big twist coming. No. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I know we don't do spoilers here, but spoiler alert, uh, Ron was the uh, Ghostface in, Go- in, in Scream 6. Just throw that out there. I had to there. keep it a secret, man. He was the killer, the soul killer yes. in Scream 6. You heard it here Dude, first. it was very ambitious, but I did it. And uh, he made weird noises all movie like he was in Black Christmas, the original. Billy. Where's my Billy? I need to try Billy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy, Billy, fuck you, Billy. <laughs> in a world gone mad. <laughs> uh, Diesel's like not getting the Black Christmas reference, yeah. but uh, trust me, Diesel, There's it's, it's funny. I'll have to play you just a clip sometime. But uh, with that being said... I just said spoke to him, but he is the man that doesn't need an introduction, yet he has the longest introduction in all of podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you hashtag Big Natty Cool, hashtag Mad Dog Strong Style, hashtag Challenge Accepted unless it involves a Dusty Beaver, hashtag Diesel Malenko because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags. He is the leader of the Minnows Gang and is your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. He's the man, the myth, and the legend rolled into one jolly old ginger bearded feller. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you Diesel. Shout out to our fat king, Brendan Fraser, yes. best actor for the whale. I was going to bring that up here instead of just doing our normal stuff, man, because we're not going to cover the whole Oscars down. I was very happy with the, the the results for the most part. I did think Angela Bassett got robbed. Yeah. I don't. You don't? No, I think she deserves an Oscar, but not for that movie. You don't think she deserves no. it for that? It, it would be a training day movie. Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll give her a makeup. Yeah, I, I guarantee I, I don't think. I don't know how tough this year's competition was, but she wasn't the breakout star of that movie in a supporting role. I did. I didn't find personally. That's fine. I. I but I really thought she did a great job. Mm-hmm. I, I do believe that she deserves to win a fucking Oscar. Oh yeah, but not for Black Panther. Too. And I'm not saying I'm boycotting anything because I don't watch the fucking Oscars to begin with. But you know, I, I'm glad that everything every everything everywhere all at once. Jesus, that's fucking, a yeah, mouthful to always killed. say. I'm glad that they killed there because you know what? Usually the best movie of the year. And remind you, that was my best movie of the year as well. I'm not just saying it because it was mine. There's a lot of people believe that. Yeah. But the consensus best movie of the year usually doesn't win yeah, yeah. let's be honest that movie was really uh, was whether so you were a, whether you're an artsy fan of movies or whether you're just a common fan of movies or the casual if you will everybody agreed that that movie was tremendous yeah. and it gave us some great moments and of course brendan fraser definitely deserved winning for the whale like yeah. i was really happy that he got that award uh his comeback being complete especially after everything he went through uh getting almost blacklisted from yeah. hollywood because he wasn't willing to play certain games and then turns around and now you know has been rewarded for us. So congratulations to Brendan Fraser and everybody. Of course, uh, Quinn, I got to give him the shout outs. He had that wonderful speech when he won. Very surprised, very emotional. I don't think he thought he was going to win the Oscar, but my favorite part is when the movie won best movie, his moment with Harrison Ford. Where yeah. uh, where he grabbed the award from Harrison Ford. Well, he didn't grab the award because he tried to hand him the award, yeah. but he grabbed a hold of him and they had an emotional moment nice. and, and the kid gave each other a kiss. I don't know if you saw that. There no. was a kiss on the cheek from both. Uh, Harrison Ford was very happy. Of course, they starred together in Indiana 
Indiana Jones. So yeah. he had known him since he was a kid, and it was kind of like a full moment for Harrison Ford even. Yeah, nice. So I thought that was very nice. Everybody was rooting for him. So it was one of the more uplifting years of the Oscars. No slap incidents. No slap incident. I wasn't a fan of Kimmel's. The only thing I really saw was Kimmel's little monologue uh, bringing up the last year's slap incident. And then uh, Tem's dress, which was enraging people. Yeah, you know what though? I, I didn't care about the fucking dress as much, but like Kimmel, I'm just not a fan of. Yeah, it's neither so, am I. Stone out there. All right, before we go any further, Ron, how was your week though? The week was all right. Can't complain too much. You know, it was you know what it is at work. Uh, Friday or yeah, Friday night we got hit with uh, staying late because of the storm, so we didn't do the Friday game group. Our Wednesday game group met last week, and we're just doing stupid stuff. Nice. That's what Star Jammers is, man. You you think you know you think Flash Gordon, if you ever watch that movie, you think Pirates of the Caribbean, like that, you're just doing that shit in space. Nice. <laughs> like we're all just doing stupid, and it's funny. And you have laser swords. Uh, no one's got a laser sword yet. That I, was also I, missing from the movie. Yeah, I was upset. I was upset with that. I mean, but it, it's been it's been one of those weeks. It's been a lot going on around <laughs> the household, so to be. But you know, things happen. Diesel, how's been the week? Been pretty busy. Uh, I had to cancel family dinner last night because strep throat's going around on the step side of the family. So wound up just working all weekend, going through some stuff at my other job. Uh, we're learning a new program. We're I'm training new people. Looking forward to my break, my vacation, but it's not really a vacation because I'm running the game store for two weeks. But I'm glad to be getting out the other job for a little while just to get a breather. I don't blame you there. Sometimes it's good to get away. You know what I mean? Uh, my week was fine. I mean, I went to see Scream 6 twice. <laughs> uh, so, we, like I said, that is going to be a bonus review this week. The patrons will get it first. And then everybody, I think I'm going to drop it for the, the rest of y'all who aren't on Patreon. Uh, upcoming on Wednesday or Thursday. Probably Wednesday because the snowstorm's coming. So, I might as well just do some work tomorrow. And, yeah, it's it's been other than that. It's been a relaxing week. I didn't really go out. We got a really busy week coming up in a couple weeks. So, it's kind of crazy. Uh, so I'm just kind of trying to take it easy for these next two weeks. Yeah. Uh, the 25th of March, for some reason, is insanely booked for me. It's a Saturday. Insanely. And, like, things keep happening. Like, originally it was, like, my uncle's birthday. And then we also are uh, a bunch of Amanda's uh, friends or some of them are coming back into town. So we're going to that Binghamton on tap. And then on top of that, then come in my uh, one of the uh, nieces from my marriage uh, is having a birthday party. A little girl, eight yeah. years old. Uh, but we're not going to be able to make it. And then on top of that, the kid has a fucking look cross game so it's like it just keeps like piling up so just the 25th of march for some reason is beware of the 25th of march yeah. not the ides just to 20 fucking fifth. <laughs> the twides of march yeah fuck but yeah that's it so i'm keeping a low key till now hopefully everybody at uh, home or in your cars or wherever you're listening to us is having an also a great great week and i hope you have a great week ahead but before we can jump into the meat and potatoes of the show we got to take care of a little bit of business that means we got to hit you with them shameless plugs of course if you would like any information at all about the 3fn podcast including our social media links or anything visit 3fnpodcast.com there you will find the patreon link patreon.com slash 3fn podcast for as little as one dollar a month you get a ton of extra bonus content plus you help support the show also there's a t public link there also friends of the show like the odph are there there's links to 607 tws and the 3fn podcast you can stream all the shows right from 3fnpodcast.com as well while you're there also check out the musical directory featuring bands like shout at the robot whose song fail better is the theme song for this for the 3fn podcast and also our good friends floodlands whose song ruins is the theme song for 
TWS and all of those great bands there. Go ahead and hit them up. Make sure you're following them on Spotify, YouTube Music, and Bandcamp because they're fucking awesome. And last but certainly not least, let's give a shout out to the sponsors of the show and they have their whole section on 3FNPodcast.com because they help us bring this show to you each and every week commercial free. Of course, first and foremost, the main sponsor of everything we do, Dragon Master Games. For all your Magic the Gathering and gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web, DragonMasterGames.com. Also, if you're in the 607 and you want your Cardalix showroom fresh, take it on over to Rex to Rods Diesel. When they're ready to put the pride back in the ride, who do they call? They call 607-644-3389. And make sure you tell them the 3FN podcast sent you. Next up on the list, our good friends at Sci-Fi Horror Fest going down on August 25th and 26th of this year. And guess what? It's in Vernon, New York at the Vernon Downs Casino. Go to the website, scifihorrorfest.com, find out about who's going to be there, how to get tickets, and so much more. And there's still some celebrity announcements yet to come. Make sure you keep your eyes on scifihorrorfest.com. And last but not least, the official energy drink of the 3FN podcast, Dubby Energy. Make sure you go and support them. Go to dubby.gg, that's D-U-B-B-Y dot G-G. And at checkout, make sure you put the promo code 3FNPOD. That's the number 3, F-N-P-O-D. And you get 10% off. And hey, if you end up loving it, you get that. 10% off every time by using the promo code 3 FN pod. And if you forget anything we mentioned, remember you can look it all up on 3FNPodcast.com. You know, I'm gonna be honest, that's probably the best that I've done. <laughs> the, the shameless plugs in a while. I was almost impressed with myself, and I got in my own head at one time. I'm like, man, I haven't fucked up yet. I haven't fucked up yet, and I was I was waiting for it to happen. So I'm gonna pat myself on the back for that. Uh, but you folks at home don't really give a damn about me patting myself on the back. I mean, I'm sure you cared a little bit, but you don't really care that much. You want to hear us talk about movies and stuff. But before we jump into the three FN Movie Club review of '65, you know we like to kick this show off at Diesel's Movie Triple Stuff. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Welcome back to Diesel's movie Triple Stuff. Got a pretty interesting. Uh, we have seen all five of these top five movies. Is that great? That's. I think this is the first yeah. time this year. Coming in at number five with another six point two lines of cocaine bear. Nice. Oh, I liked how you said that. Uh, number four with another seven million dollars, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. Running wild, brother. Coming in at number three, making its debut, sixty-five with twelve point three million dollars. Way too much money. <laughs> Adam Driver written. We're gonna wait, wait, wait till we talk about this later. You guys are gonna enjoy that, I think. Creed three drops to number two with twenty-seven point two million dollars. Not a big drop off though. That's pretty. No, that's, that was pretty solid, and it's impressive that the box office is so large because I do know what the number one movie is, and I also saw the number one movie, of course, and that is what Diesel Scream VI, aka Scream Six, with forty-four point five million dollars domestic. Can I have a light rant? Because sure. I don't want to go too far into it because obviously time crunches and all that stuff, but. Uh, uh, we are going to be doing the bonus review, so you guys are going to get that. You already know that. But 
What's been driving me nuts is for me to look up Scream 6. If you put Scream in the number 6, it doesn't come right up at most places. You literally have to put the VI or Scream really? to it. Yeah. They're being very anal on the on the search <laughs> sites. Like Rotten Tomatoes was anal about it. IMDb's been anal about it. It's fucking annoying. Stop getting fancy, Scream. Last time you gave us Scream 2022. <laughs> yeah. So I have to... And it's not named Scream 2022. It's just named Scream. But I have to say 2022 to differentiate <laughs> it from the 1996 Scream movie. And now... Now you guys give us Scream 6. I think they should have just gone with Scream 5 and made the 5 the S, so it had been Screams last Ooh. time. That's why I said, but the, I like the way the logo looks with the VI, but uh, like to have to put that in sucks. Just throwing it out there. That's mini rant. Yep. Rant over. All right. Coming out this week on March 17th. Got a bunch of movies, but nothing too major until we get to the big one. We have Leave opening up, Noise, Pinball, The Man Who Saved the Game, Wildflower, Inside, and then, boys, will you help me out? Shazam! Fury of the Gods. That's right. And that is going to be next week's 3FN Movie Club Review, just so you guys know. And then the following week, on March 24th, get ready to give up, including trailer time, over three hours of your life, to John Wick, Chapter 4. You know, I'm going to be honest. Originally, me and Diesel, we're going to go and watch, and we give, we're going to give Ron the week off, and then we realized that there was the same week that uh, Diesel is working the shop, so a three-hour movie was not a yeah. wise move, so instead, we are that week's 3FN Movie Club review is actually going to be a 25th anniversary of The Big Lebowski, so I think we still win there. Yeah. We yeah. still win. Definitely. So uh, with that, Diesel, that brings us to the signature of the 3 Fat Nerds podcast, a.k.a. the 3FN podcast. That would be the top three. This week, for no particular reason, your top three favorite bad sci-fi movies. Top three favorite bad sci-fi movies. All right, so this is a tough one, because yeah. I believe it or not, you know me, I like bad movies. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's very subjective. And, it's, but. and sci-fi, and, and, and listen, sci-fi has got some of the greatest bad movies of all time and then of course you have to define what is bad and what is good because some some people would actually think a bad movie is a good movie you never know you never know so uh my number three is going to take me back to when i was a child <laughs> and it's been a favorite of mine since i was a child and i watched it once as an adult with my kid and i realized how terrible it was and that is the movie batteries not included oh no. i have not, yes. I haven't seen that in years i i never realized how bad it was until i watched it as an adult and then i felt real bad for my mom because i love that fucking Same movie here. so that was that's my number three uh my number two bad sci-fi movies and i only say bad because i actually like this movie but i know a lot of people hated it alien covenant I actually did like Covenant. Uh, it, it wasn't tremendous, but I liked it. Uh, but uh, last but certainly not least, my number one, the creme de la creme, if you will. And you hear me and Ron talk about this a lot. We used to talk about it even more uh, when we used to use it as a descriptor. Uh, and we eventually, we have to review it for either Patreon or on here. That is the legendary Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing that tops that movie. Ron? Oh, oh sorry. quick little side note. I was checking out uh, Zach Amico's Midnight Spook show, mm -hmm. and they were watching Pet Cemetery. but they were talking about the cocaine era of Stephen King films, and they used your exact term. Cocaine the movie, Maximum Overdrive. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I've, I've said that for fucking yep. years. And especially after now, like, it's not even an insult because Stephen King admits that that was during the height of his cocaine addiction. Uh, Ron, what's your top three? Uh, number three, I'm going with the 2002 classic Rollerball. Oh, Jesus. The remake, even. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was horrible. Yeah. But I tried to like that movie, and it's just nothing good about it. Uh, number two, this is for Rody Josh out there, Alone in the Dark. 
Oh. What a pile of shit that movie was. And uh, number one, I go, it's in a franchise that I actually like and love. And unfortunately, this movie doesn't exist to most people in this franchise. That's Highlander 2, The Quakening. Ooh. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say that's a terrible film. But you know what? I, 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 you know what? I agree with you. It's good stuff. Uh, go ahead, Diesel. All right. Honorable mention. It didn't quite make the top three, but we talked about it this last week and we've done this on the show. Moonfall. Oh, you know what? We had a, me and Diesel always say, terrible movie. But we had a great time talking about mm-hmm. it after. We talked about a, about the actual runtime we spent talking about the movie. <laughs> Coming in at number three, though, Ghost of Mars. Oh, you know what? Oh. Like, I really actually like that movie, too. So I. Terrible <laughs> movie. I can understand why it's a terrible movie, but I like that movie. Ice Cube. Yes. Yeah, baby. Uh, Coming in at number two, I really enjoy this movie, but it just didn't get enough enough views. Even though it had the star power because it stars Michael B. Jordan. Chronicle. The found footage superhero oh, power yeah. movies. Oh, I remember. Yeah, I don't know if I ever really saw that film in its entirety. I enjoyed it, but okay. nobody nobody gave it a chance. I, I enjoyed it too, but it wasn't good. Okay, and then my number one. We're going back to the same time period as Ghost of Mars, and it also has Mars in its title. And no, it's not Mars Attacks. It's Mission to Mars. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Gary Sinise, Tim Robbins. I love that movie. It's a hell of a cast. A young Don Cheadle? Yes, yes but a terrible yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. A terrible movie. Oh, man. You know what, though? Hey, there's still something to love even in bad movies. That's why I've said all the time, you know, on the scale, when we put things on the scale, you have to understand there's certain bad movies that I like because oh, they're yeah. entertaining. And that's why when we did the, did the nerd scale, it wasn't always just about the critic score. We added entertainment into it because a movie could be critically terrible and still be great. Yeah. yeah. And and that's why, if you've been listening a long time, you've maximum heard Maximum Overdrive. Overdrive come up a ton. Well, that is great. Thank you, gentlemen, for your top three. If anybody would like to uh, shoot us their top three, hit us up on those social medias. You can find them at 3FNPodcast.com. But the show has got to move on because it is now time to go over to... Welcome to 3FN's Movie Club. Refreshments are available in the lobby. And please, keep our theater clean by disposing of trash in specified containers. And remember, gift certificates are available for any special occasion. Enjoy the show. That is right, it's now time for the 3FN Movie Club Review, and this week we went to see 65, the brand new Adam Driver vehicle, and uh, were we impressed? Were we not impressed? You guys are going to find out soon. 3FN Movie Club works simply like this. Uh, First of all, we are going to give you a spoiler-free portion, so if you've not seen the movie and you don't want to spoil, do not worry. You can stick around for the whole spoiler-free section of the uh, review. So basically, we're going to give you who's in the movie, the spoiler-free synopsis. We're also going to give you, you know, who made the movie, all that great stuff before giving you our thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, or thumbs down recommendation with a spoiler-free why. Then we are going to take the break in the show. When we come back from break, we're going to give you one final warning before playing the spoiler alert, and then we are going to give our full spoiler full review. So you have plenty of time to listen to the spoiler-free part, and then stop it and come back after you've seen the movie if you do not want it spoiled. Are you gentlemen ready to talk about 65? Yes, please. Oh, yeah. 
All right, well, 65 was released on March 10th of 2023, so this past week, with a runtime of 93 minutes. I love that runtime. It had a budget of $45 million, and uh, worldwide box office was $20.8 million. So it did not make its money back in its opening week. You know, I don't always consider that a failure, but, you know. Let's jump right on over, because now, you know, like any movie out there, there's always a story. Man, I got a story to tell. And, of course, here's two spoiler-free synopsises from IMDb. Of course, one of them is just generated by IMDb, and the other one is from an actual user. This time, we only have two again because it's a new movie, so they're going to sound similar. So the IMDb one is an astronaut crash lands on a mysterious planet only to discover he's not alone. (laughs) That is not. That's a way better movie than one. It's accurate. In multiple senses. So next up we have, uh, after a catastrophic crash on an unknown planet, Pilot Mills quickly discovers he's actually stranded on Earth 65 million years ago. Now with only one chance at rescue, Mills and the only other survivor, Koa, must make their way across an unknown terrain riddled with dangerous prehistoric creatures in an epic fight to survive. If I saw that movie, I'd be a lot more interested. (laughs) Diesel is still looking uh, in the... the, does that sound better than the movie we saw or worse? I actually prefer the movie that they, they tease with the first review. This movie is a little too accurate. and uh. Okay, well, yeah, they <coughs> tease their own. Next up, let's kick it on over because we need to find out who made the movie. Who made this shit? That's right. Now, of course, the movie was directed by a pair, by the way. <laughs> a pair who uh, has directed most of their movies together. Uh, the the pair is Scott Beck and Brian Woods. So Scott Beck started his career in a movie called Lost Found. Not Lost and Found, just Lost Found yep. from 2003. Brian Woods started his career with a movie called Four Always in 2004. And then they came together to be a dynamic duo, if you will, as they did The Bride uh, War Blood in 2006. And a movie that I actually really liked that is on Shudder, it's a Shudder exclusive, Haunt. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, you should see it. It's, it's very good. Yeah, okay. So they did that I, movie I, as well. I, I, was going to ask you about it, I forgot. So the same two directors are also the writers of this movie, and they wrote all the movies that they directed. But there's one movie that they wrote that they didn't direct, and that movie is A Quiet Place. <laughs> they are the writers behind A Quiet Place. They did not write Quiet Place 2. They, they, they got credit for the story, but they wrote A Quiet Place. So it makes sense now with 65, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, let's talk about the director of photography on this film. And I'm going to tell you this director of photography is, is he's going to go into a long line of these. We've been doing movies lately with the DPs having phenomenal careers. And Salvatore Totino is no different. Uh, Salvatore's first movie, Any Given Sunday in 1999. Ooh, nice. He would, yep. then, he would then do Changing Lanes in 2002. Nice. Cinderella Man in 2005. The Da Vinci Code in 2006. Frost Nixon in 2008, Concussion with 2015, and of course I only put that in there because Chris Rock's failed joke, and then (laughs) uh, he would go on to do, ready for it, Spider-Man Homecoming in 2017, he was the DP there, and his most recent film, other than obviously 65, Space Jam, A New Legacy in 2021. Very nice, yeah, and all those movies had a unique visual yes. take, so yeah, very, very well done. So, Salvatore Totino, you are a fucking all-star, my friend. Now that we know who made the movie, let's find out who starred in the movie. For the love of God, will someone please punch me in the face so I can see some scars? 
All right, the star of the movie, the big star of the movie. By the way, there's only four people credited and roles in this movie. No wonder they needed two people to direct it. <laughs> <laughs> so there was four people. Uh, some There were some extras, but they're obviously not listed, but there's four people. And, of course, the big star of the movie, Adam Driver playing Mills. Of course, Adam Driver's first major motion picture, J. Edgar in 2011. He was in Lincoln in 2012, and then, of course, the movie that launched his career, if you will, Star Wars The Force Awakens in 2015. He would return and reprise the role of Kylo Ren, of course, in 2017's The Last Jedi and 2019's The Rise of Skywalker. In between those movies, though, he also did Black Klansman in 2018, The Dead Don't Die in 2019, uh, a movie that I really liked, The Last Duel in 2021, and then also in 2021, he was in House of Gucci, and most recently, before 65, which is obviously his most recent film, he did a movie called White Noise in 2022. Next up is uh, his co-star for the most of the movie. The the second biggest star in the movie spends the most time on screen. Ariana Greenblatt plays Koa. Her first movie was A Bad Mom's Christmas in 2017. She is a young girl. Uh, Avengers Infinity War in 2018. She was in Avengers. She played the young Gamora. Oh, Oh, shit. Uh, She was in a movie called Awake in 2021. In the Heights in 2021 as well. And then uh, the movie she did most recently prior to 65, The Boss Baby 2 Family Business in 2022. (laughs) Uh, So she did a voice in that movie. Uh, There's two other people listed. Like I said, there's only four people in this movie. So next up, Chloe Coleman, who plays Naveen, who has a very small role in this film. We'll talk about it more in the spoiler portion. Uh, She started her her movie's career in a movie called Puppy Star Christmas in 2018. And then she was uh, the lead actress Across from Big Dave Bautista and My Spy in 2020. Nice. Oh, okay. Uh, She was also in Marry Me uh, in 2022. She was a little girl. You know, that was the Jennifer Lopez, Owen Wilson vehicle. Uh, And then, of course, she was in one of Diesel's favorite movies, Avatar, The Way of Water, Mm. coming out in 2022. And that was her most recent film other than this. But she has something in common with another celebrity that we did a couple weeks ago. Because remember, uh, Jonathan Majors had two movies that came out within a couple weeks. Guess what? Chloe Coleman does as well because she is in the upcoming Dungeons and Dragons Honor Amongst Thieves. Oh, nice. So she is getting to be in two movies in a couple weeks. So good on her. Good on her. She just seems to have a nice little career. I wish she would have had a bigger role here. I'm being honest. Uh, And then last but not least is Nika King. She plays Naveen's mom. Literally, that is what she's listed as. And she's done mostly TV shows. But uh, the one, the first movie she was in was Fifty First Dates in 2004. And uh, most people would know her from her run on Euphoria. Okay. She's one of the characters on Euphoria. So that is your cast. Literally, I don't even have anybody to give you, you know, like we do usually four or five of the stars of the movies that we break down their careers like we just did. And then we give you a few more. That is it. That is the (laughs) entire cast of this movie. So moving right along, we are jumping right into the thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, or thumbs down. Spoiler free recommendation with a Y. Remember, it's all spoiler free, gentlemen. Ron, what is your recommendation for 65? Uh, yeah, thumbs down. That's all I can say. Okay, Diesel. I'm probably the highest one on this movie. Thumbs on the middle, but gravity's pulling it down just a tad. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Ron. Thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> it this movie just and I'm without spoilers. Obviously, this movie blew away my notion that hey man, a lot of times if the movie's between an hour and thirty and an hour forty five, it can't be that bad. Yeah, mistakes were made. Oh, many mistakes uh, were made. So if you want to find out why mistakes were made, stay on. If you've never seen the movie and you don't care if it's spoiled, we're going to take a break. When we come back from the break, we'll give you one final warning before we jump in to the spoiler full review. All that after this break. 
Greetings, henchmen and loyal subjects. I am Evan the Great. And I'm JVD. We're your hosts of the Fictional Battle Podcast, Crossover Collision, brought to you by the Villains Demand. If you love hearing in-depth breakdowns of your favorite characters and what they are capable of doing while fighting in random battlegrounds against other fan favorites, then this is the podcast for you. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast or over on the villainsman.com. You know what? No clip from 65 on YouTube? That's fine. Eiffel 65 fills in great. <laughs> Shout outs to some blue. I mean, this is the going to be the best part of this review, I think. Oh, without a doubt. How? Man, I when I was a DJ, I played this song a lot. Oh, yeah. I had remixes of that song. A lot of remixes of that song. Anyways, we are back with the second half of the show and going into the spoiler full review for the 3FN Movie Club review of 65. So if you have not seen 65 and are planning on seeing it and do not want it spoiled, this is your time to stop the podcast and come back to it after you've seen it so you can hear the rest of the review. However, if you do not care about this movie being spoiled or you've already seen it, unfortunately, yes, I'll say that like that, then this is your final warning because we are going to hit that spoiler alert right about... Now, all right, let's talk some spoilers for this movie. We are not going through this movie. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this all a favor. Here's what I'm gonna tell you guys. I am going to literally uh, do a brief outline of this movie, and then we are going to talk about our likes and dislikes about it. Okay, so here's the brief outline of this movie, and stay, follow me because I'm gonna make it very simple. Okay. And this movie is not as simple as this, and we will talk about this. So basically, we find out. Very, very much in the beginning of this movie, that this is takes place in a galaxy far, far away a long time ago. Sound familiar? <laughs> <laughs> I know I said it backwards because I don't think I want to get them sued by George Lucas. We are on an alien planet where Adam Driver and his family, uh, Mills, sorry, who's Adam Driver plays, and his daughter and his wife are having a good beach day. And they're discussing the fact that he is going to be going on a transport because he is a uh, spaceship transport driver, (laughs) however you want to put that, pilot. And he's going to, it's going to pay him three times the amount he normally makes. So I'm assuming this is the working class. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he's going on this trip, he's going to be gone for two years. And we find out his daughter has some kind of illness. They don't dive into it. Space asthma. Um, who knows? <laughs> so anyways, this is where we find out he's doing it for her. So then they get on the ship. And the ship starts to fly. And we're on the ship. And we get woke. he gets woken up from his sleep because the ship starts getting hit by asteroids. And we realize that everybody else on the ship is in cryostasis. Except for him because he's the pilot. So he goes and he gets to the control room and he is in the middle of an asteroid belt. I'm going to point this out. We later find out it is the asteroid belt between Mars and Earth. (laughs) So he's getting pelted and it brings the ship down. And of course, he crash lands on Earth. And uh, let's be honest, most of the people in the pods, they die. They're dead. But uh, this is where we finally get the title card. And the title card says 65. And it says 65 million years ago, Earth was crash landed by a visitor. Yep. Start the movie. 
So at first he's going to kill himself, and I'm like, wow, this is going to be the shortest movie in all of existence. But then he finds Koa, the little girl, and she's the only one alive, but they don't speak the same language. So now here's the problem. They need to get off this planet. Well, half the crash ship is 15 kilometers away, and that has the escape pod in it. Well, if you haven't done the math already, 65 million years ago on Earth looked a lot different. What was on the planet Earth 65 million years ago, Diesel? Big, bad T-Rex Brown. That's right. <laughs> Velociraptors. We saw some of them. We saw a T-Rex. We saw some other weird shit that I've never seen before. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we saw, you know, I, I made a comment that crashed in like a swamp. So I was like, oh, they're not in fucking Earth. It's Dagobah. Like, <laughs> like, anyways. So now, you know, we're in the past. I thought we were time traveling. We're not. We're just people from the past, the alien civilizations, and they have to make it from point A to point B. Which you weren't lying when you said 15 kilometers away. It was exactly 15 kilometers. It's nice to know that ancient aliens also use the metric system. Yes, I know. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it was exactly said, 15 kilometers. Yeah. Also, it's nice to know ancient aliens knew English, except for one. <laughs> one did not know English, one knew English, but his uh, translator he- was broken, so he couldn't <laughs> talk to this young girl. Although, for some reason, she understood some of what he was saying and didn't understand other things. And also, she would copy words and somehow use them in the right context later on. Shit. Shit. Why. Yeah. Well, that just that. There was other ones oh, yeah. like family and move. Uh, somehow she knew how to create them in contest. Anyways, so now just put yourselves in a normal movie. So we have to get 15 kilometers through a valley up a hill, and there's these giant dinosaurs everywhere. That's enough of a threat, isn't it? No, 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 no. This movie is we're gonna we're gonna talk about it in a minute called Plot Armor the movie. So we have to make up a whole bunch of other minor things that they have to go through so we can miraculously be saved by them. Oh, and did I point out at one point in juncture we point this little thing at the sky because there's this weird fucking star in the sky. And they're like, what's that? It's an irregularity. Well, the irregularity is the fucking asteroid that's going to kill the dinosaurs. <laughs> so somehow they, they also crash landed on this planet in the 48 hours before the dinosaurs go kaboom. So now we have that because it's going to hit the Earth at the time that they discovered it's finally an asteroid. After they just knew it was an irregularity for like fucking a day, mm-hmm. they got 12 hours. <laughs> they got 12 hours was, and goes boom. It was their fault. It goes boom. It was their fault. Their ship hit the asteroid, descended to Earth. It, it knocked it off its course, course towards yeah. Earth. Yeah. Uh, it's their yeah, fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, their, it's his fault. Yeah, Another think, quarter of a point of the movie if they said that. That would have been, but I don't think <laughs> that is even explained because that's not even it. So it's fucking weird. I, it was, once again, been better movie, probably. So now <laughs> now we have dinosaurs and asteroid. And now we, for some reason, have all these other shits going on, which I'm sure we'll talk about when we really break this down. And they finally make it to the ship, and the pod fucking works. And then it gets knocked off of the ship for some reason and upside down. So a T Rex has to come to put our people in danger. Only actually, it's not there to put them in danger. It's just there to knock the ship the right side up. And then they're still in danger, but they somehow defeat the T Rex. Uh, by the way, his gun, which only took an eye out of one of them before, one shots one of them after it's dead. Point blank range when the T Rex's face is in the waterfall, he is shooting this thing multiple times and it just scarred up his face. Later on, he one shots and takes down a, a leg off of one. Oh, he one shots one dead, and yeah. the other one he fucking hits like five times, so blows a leg and arm, and then kills it. And then the other one he still can't kill. Whatever. Anyways, so they get on the ship and they fly away as they're fucking leaving the planet. The asteroid's hitting the planet. End of story. A true story. That's how it ends. There you go. Nope. So that's the run through. Now, and now once again, that's why I didn't want to go scene through scene because that is really the run through. And here comes the bad part. The complaints start with plot armor. The movie. Let's start there. 
Let's see. <laughs> at one point in Juncture, uh, for what, no reason at all, uh, we end up in a uh, sand pit uh, of, of, of uh, quicksand. quicksand. And he goes all the way under only to have the girl defeat a dinosaur and get there in just in time. Hey, she blew that dinosaur up. Yeah. Just it with all the fucking bombs. <laughs> just in time to put the, the thing in there. Get the tree branch in there after he's already fully submerged for more than 15 seconds. Like, he was giving up. And all of a sudden, that tree branch goes in there, and he's got the strength to pull himself out. Just lift your legs, your your knees up to your you know chin, and you'll, you'll to launch the spaceship, you only have to hit a button. Hey, well, it's tech, future technology. Hey, by the way, when they needed a rope, he produces one out of the Listen, bag. That bag was a bag of holding from D anD. d It had everything you ever needed in it. If they would have explained that, great. But at no <laughs> point during the leaving the first part of the ship do they show him stocking up on supplies aside from his pint-sized water bottle that killed disease. Well, no, it just it tested things, I guess, to make sure that they weren't bad. It did it kill disease. It killed disease. It did not it, kill it disease. It beeped right when it was good to you. It, it told you if it was good or not. It didn't kill disease. It killed disease. It did not kill it, disease. Listen, future technology, it killed disease. Future technology, They, I, I get that they were future enough back 65 million years ago to have a launch, interstellar launch button that all you have to do is press the button, but it can't self-fix its orientation it can't turn itself on its axis to get pointed the right direction because it was broken it wasn't broken though it was halved it was not halved yes it was it was about the second half of the ship no but the pod was intact barely 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 it was not barely it was it was completely intact that's how they flew <laughs> the, out of the fucking planet the, the rest of the ship is completely destroyed but yet the pod magically fully, survives fully intact it survives Fu- functioning fully functioning it was also fully intact until the fucking t-rexes they didn't even destroy it they, they knocked some pieces off of it but it was still fine to fly uh, we missed the entire backstory though of as he's on his journey there he's getting all these video updates from his daughter his daughter died. She did. Well, yeah, that's why he was sleeping. He was depressed. And then, so this girl, that's she his, loses her parents. His, that's his fault. So now, now he has a new. A, now she has a new parents. Yep, a parent. <laughs> yep. Although and, I don't know if that works, because like I said before, I really think that the, the alien class she belonged to was a higher class than his class. So I think that they're just going to put him to death for the deaths of rich people, and she's going to have to go live with her aunt. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I said right after the movie, he was the space Titanic pilot. You cannot fly life forms that are defenseless and take a nap you need to have at least two probably since it's a three-year trip four pilots to make this journey so everyone gets rested if someone gets sick if someone dies the freight is still that's why good. you got three times the amount they saved one whole salary oh. that's oh. and they you know it's why they did it nickel and dime and everything oh, it's oh. insane but anyways <laughs> now that we've gotten to that part yeah, like it, but every time there was never really a time you really felt they were in danger because every time they had the answer to everything. Oh, well, what about when they put up the perimeter inside the cave and everything's great? The girl goes to sleep, then all of a sudden the alarm goes off. Not only do you have to worry about dinosaurs, we have random bugs that crawl down into someone's mouth and it's kills warm. them. It was warm. I mean, that could happen in real life, but I mean, it's still stupid. Yeah, and then he just rips it out, and she's miraculously fine. Well, for whatever reason, that thing just fucking bites on the thing that he puts in her mouth. Yeah. Like, there's no rhyme or reason for it, and then it explodes. But meanwhile, that fucking gigantic dinosaur doesn't get bothered at all by this perimeter thing. <laughs> that just shows up on the other side of the waterfall. What about that wholesome moment where they help that little baby dinosaur out of the tar pit? This was a great moment. Okay, great moment. Go ahead, The girl Diesel. sees the struggling herbivore struggling in a tar pit. She is. She runs out to save it, pull it out. He yells no, but then he goes, and they rescue this innocent life. 
They get it out of the tar pit. It starts meandering off. Trying to shake off some of the tar. And it gets taken down by packs of mini dinosaurs. <laughs> raptors, I probably. Yeah, there were raptors. By the way, they're full-grown raptors. It's Jurassic Park that made us think raptors were actually bigger than what yeah. they are. They're, raptors are a tiny dinosaur. Yeah. And that's what they were because yeah. they had the. I saw the claw on the foot. So I'm like, yeah. oh, they have real-sized raptors. <laughs> so way to pay attention to detail there. We'll give them credit. There's the like. There, yeah, even, yeah. even though the T-Rex, the one T-Rex looked nothing like a T-Rex. A T-Rex was running on all fours. That looked kind of like a crocodile type body. Yeah, that was weird. Know, that was weird. But anyways, yeah. So we'll give we'll give a point for the, the raptors. Okay. So anyways, yeah. There's just like that's my whole point of this movie. Like look, like focusing on what I thought was good in this movie is a lot easier because I and I can't even say like I guess it was shot well, but like the problem is the CGI was iffy. Yeah. Like CGI sometimes was sometimes the CGI looked good, but other times it looked like I was watching a directly made for fucking uh, sci-fi channel. Oh yeah. Like the fucking asteroid looked terrible. The asteroid yes. looked ter- terrible, and then the explosion after the asteroid hit looked horrible it looked terrible and then like for no reason they're making fucking uh cave drawings and i'm like oh man maybe that's gonna come back that they're gonna find it at the end of the movie like some archaeologists from our time are gonna find it nope Nope. (laughs) by the way also i want to point out they did not you know they filed sinus on certain things but not others and i understand some movies there's the same disbelief so where they were at was directly impacted by the asteroid which means that that would be under the ocean in the Yucatan. That's where the actual, you know, it is. However, during the end credits, we get to see the dinosaur that he killed over the hot spring terramorph through the Ice Age into yeah. the Plain Age into the Pleasant and look at what it's like today. And I'm like, uh, that's under the ocean. That's under the ocean. So, mind you, when I said about finding the cave drawings, I'm like, listen, if you're going to do some stupid shit like that, give us the cave drawings. It was a lot better of a story. Yes. Oh, mind you, the way he takes down the grandpa T-Rex. He times it perfectly after seeing a hot geyser go off one time. Leaps over right before it's about to erupt, going over 800 degrees scalding steam that would have ripped his flesh from his bones, but survived miraculously as the dinosaur gets hit with the hot water and gets killed. Uh, No, no, not the first time. The first time he Road Warrior hawks that shit, the dinosaur does, and does not get killed. It's the second time the dinosaur gets it that he gets killed. Like, so think about it. That motherfucker, no soul, getting hit with, like... Super hot yeah. water. And then the second time, all of a sudden, it melts his face off. Yep. It kills him. Like, I don't understand this shit. I don't understand it. I don't understand what we're doing here. But we're up against the ticking clock because the asteroid is inching closer. Oh, my God, man. Oh. <laughs> Listen, this is not the worst movie I've ever seen. No. I want to point that out. When you see my score, you'll understand. It's, it's like a, I have seen some bad fucking movies in my a, time. It is not the worst movie I've seen in theaters either. Yes. It's not, that doesn't mean this movie was good. But I'm saying this is not the worst I've ever seen. I'm trying to think of like positives. There, there was a couple positives I had. I can't say. So here's what I got to say about the acting. The acting in this movie was terrible. <laughs> I want to point this out. It took me into that movie to realize when you only have two characters, you cannot have Adam Driver as the main character. True. And I'm going to tell you why. Adam Driver has one acting ratio, and that is fucking monotone. Like, we all make fun of Keanu Reeves and the monotoneness, yeah. and but at least when Keanu Reeves is like the too cool for school, so yeah. it kind of works. Adam Driver is like that uncomfortable, nerdy kid in class that we all know and love. Having him be the star of a film, he's just like the whole movie, even when they're in danger. You shouldn't do that, Koa. Koa, you shouldn't do that. That's not... What are you doing? I, 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 Get it from the flat part of the water. Now, by the way, when the water's still, you don't want still water. You want the running water. There's the fucking. There's a little fucking uh, uh, waterfall right there. Get it from that, because that's fresh water. That's good water. Fuck. Oh. Advanced civilization, my ass. And they had water on their planet, because we saw them by the ocean of their planet. 
We don't know if it was uh, salt water, though. That could have been an ecto-cooler for all we know. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> we know that Nobody his daughter was couldn't whistle with her, her thumbs. I don't know. And she, she, was, oh! she, she stayed away from it, so you don't know. Well, she she was also there's a lot there was a lot wrong there, <laughs> so we can't. She had space asthma or something, as Diesel pointed out. I don't know. Space AIDS. Anyways, Diesel, do you have any more positives, negatives, anything else you want to lead this right. on? Positive. The pacing of this movie, we get right into it. It's a 93 minute movie. We get right into it within five minutes. We are cr- within seven minutes. We are crash landed on Earth. Within ten minutes, we got dinosaurs. Within twenty minutes, we're on the move. Yeah, true. It, it moved along great. I was at least entertained until the plot armor caught up to it. And as soon as he like <laughs> just randomly pulls into that bag, pulls that rope, you're just like, at least foreshadow some of this shit. You just don't just like, oh, we got rope. We're good. That that was that was where I, 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 I drew the line. But the pacing, it got there quick. And I enjoyed them for doing that. Yeah. And, I mean, they did try to... Uh, like give you a little jump scares, I guess is the best way. A little. Oh yeah, uh, it was a jump scare movie for yeah, for, for what you it know, was. showing you know this dinosaur sneaking around and stuff, and let them realizing that they have to watch out for actual stuff. But like the <laughs> the freaking insect scene, <laughs> big old insect lands on the back of his neck and oh yeah, he smashes sla- it, slaps it, and gets all the guts on his hand. And it's like freaking glue. Yeah. He's just like shit. <laughs> I laughed at that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know. I I, I guess runtime was good. <laughs> I can't I can't say that the uh, CGI was good because, like I said, it was shaky at best. The acting was terrible. Uh, I don't know. I I really just did it. I, I I can't say that I hated my time there, but it was definitely a waste of my hour and a half. I didn't hate the characters involved, but I also didn't care for the characters True. involved. So I yeah, just I, was say, s- I don't I don't hate anybody, but it was just not good. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was hoping they'd become Dino Snacks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dino Riders. Use at future te- prehistoric future technology to like herd them like Dino Riders. Should have. You know what they should have done? That should have been the prequel to Dino Riders. All right, I'm I'm spitballing here as I always do. What they should have done to make this movie great? We have both of them get eaten by dinosaurs, and we have the Raptors get into the pod, and the pod just takes off because all they have to do is accidentally hit it with their tail, no. and then it goes to the ship that's going to meet them because <laughs> they sent out the beacon, and then when they open it up, Raptors in space. <laughs> It might have been a better movie. Raptors in space. The sequel would have made a killing. Oh, yeah. Raptors in space. There it is. I just made you millions when your movie is not going to make your money back. <laughs> 65, man. Whew. Boy, oh boy, we were wrong about this movie. Yeah. yeah. yeah we we were, were like, hey, it's either going to be like a good version of Planet of the Apes, where it's great, or it's going to be like the terrible one, but at least we'll get to make fun of it. <sighs> no laser swords. Yes, yeah, so no laser swords. Yeah, this was like when they had to like get rid of the budget and just use uh, monkey masks for the extras. Yeah, that's where we're at. Listen, this movie was it was so. I, I know he doesn't mind me saying this. My boss went to see this movie, and he is he is he's one of those people, and I love it. He he will find a positive. It'll be a bad movie. He'll be like it was a bad movie, but he'll find a positive in any movie. When he described this to some of my coworkers that did not go, he basically just told them this movie was dog shit. Yes. That was nice. it. That was his words. And then, and they were like, man, if he said it was dog shit, it had to be terrible. Because usually he'll find at least something. And I couldn't find that either. So yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like I said, you'll be surprised that my score is not a zero. It's not a one. Like I'm talking about out of 10. But it's, it's, this was a rough one. 
Well, <laughs> does anybody have anything they want to add? This is going to be no. a short review, like I said, because I don't know where else to go except for continuing to shit on it, but it's not even like fun shitting on it. Well, much like the movie, let's wrap it up in 90 minutes. <laughs> All right, well, before we can give our scores, we need to find out what the scores from around the internet are, and you know how we like to do it here on the 3FM Podcast. Time to play the game. Time to play the game! <laughs> That's right, it is time to play the game. Diesel became a new last week. We're tossing this around like a hot potato. Hopefully, uh, we can see a change or... Because it doesn't matter to me who wins. The game is simple. We play it like this. It's Price is Right rules. It's closest to the number without going over... And of course, unless it's the tiebreaker question, that's close to the number because we don't do fucking ties. So there you go. Those are the rules. Diesel, you are the champion, so you get the champion advantage, which means the challenger gets to go first. So Ronald, IMDb, out of 10 using points, what did they give 65? 4.2. Diesel. In my head, I was thinking exact four. You got one? Two. <laughs> two points. A two, and you said 4.2, and Ron gets the points, 5.7 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, trick you. Diesel, Metacritic, out of 100%, what did they give? Uh, 65. You 28. Know. Ron. Ooh, I'll go 30. Oh, you. Oh, he cuts you off at the knees, and it paid off 38%. <laughs> so Ron has got a chance to win right here, and you get to go first run. Ron Tomatoes, critic score. These are critics only, out of 100%. 17. 17, Diesel. 18 for the block. <laughs> oh, he's cock blocking and he gets the cock block. 37%. No, it was the same number. There you go. Now we are on to Diesel. You get to go next. Rotten Tomatoes fan score. You need to get this to stay in the game. Out of 100%, what is the Rotten Tomatoes fan score for 65? 51. Ronald. Adam Driver, main character. Dinosaurs. People hate Kylo Ren, though. Fucking weapons. Rope. I mean, you I feel utilize like this, that. You utilize that. Gun, rope. Not weapons. A gun and, and bombs, bombs, which is plural. Ball bearing looking bombs. Yes. <laughs> but there's, that means there's two, so there, it means plural weapons. Thank you. Uh, I'm gonna go 52. Oh, what did you get, Diesel? 51. <laughs> wow, what a dickhead! Man. What <laughs> long, a dickhead! Long big explanation just to say 52. What a dickhead! <laughs> and he wins. It pays off. 63 percent. 63%. But Ron is the one round. So for funsies, Google users, Ron, you get to go first, oh, 100%. God, uh, 70. Diesel. I'll play like a gentleman. 74. Usually would have blocked it there, 81%. 81% because oh, Google users. Oh, fuck. No, Google users, that's how. Let's be honest. That's, There's got to be something wrong with that website. Google users. Well, there is. The people who go to Google. <laughs> Let's be honest. So with that... Now we've gotten the scores from around the internet. Now it's time for our scores. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Okay, well, uh, the nerd score is as follows. Well, first off, we're going to give the nerd score. Then I'm going to give my critic score. But the nerd score is based on the nerd scale. The nerd scale is basically a recommendation scale that's made up of our critic score plus an entertainment score to give you a recommendation for seeing films. The scale is as follows. A one is no. That means the movie is terrible. You should never see it. A two is you've been warned. It means it's not quite terrible, but it also ain't good. You've been warned not to see it. A three is, ah, it's good. These are average to, you know, good movies. They're movies that aren't, you know, changing the 
world, though. It's, if you don't get to see it in the theater, don't worry about it. You don't need to buy it. But if you catch it on one day, it's not going to be a waste of your time. It's going to be you know decent, but you're never going to you're not going to make it essential. Keep watching it. A four is just take my money. These are the movies that are you're going to go to the theater and see. Uh, you might want to buy them in a steel book collector's edition. You're going to add them to a rotation probably. They're the very good to great movies. And then last but not least, there's the rarefied air certified nerd. And these are for the creme de la creme, the legendary films, the films that everybody needs to own, the classics. Jaws, Halloween, Jurassic Park. They're all in this. Mind you, I did throw in a dinosaur movie. This is not Jurassic Park, and I think it has no shot of getting one vote for the certified nerd. So don't worry about that. But still, it is this, it's the rarefied air. So we're going to start with Ron. What is your nerd score and why for 65? Well, unfortunately, this movie is just a one. It's a one? Oh, hey! Don't waste your time. There's really not much for this, even for background noise. If you happen, whatever streaming service this ends up on, cancel your streaming service. <laughs> <laughs> like, like whoever picks this up, just don't even bother. Just cancel your streaming service, and when they ask why, because you put 65 up on it. It's not, <laughs> not even worth the price of a mission. Wow. So, Diesel. You know, I think I've talked myself up. I think it makes the rotation every 65 million years. We're at a two. Ooh, I've been warned. It's not good. I was at least entertained enough to make it through because it's only a 90-minute movie. But I there's no how no way in how I'm ever watching this again. I want to point out that I came into this and before talking about it more and getting myself not angry, but realizing how bad this movie truly was, I actually have changed both of my scores on the fly because I was like I was like, you know, originally I'm like, oh, it's gonna be, you know, a two on a on the nerd scale, but no, it's it's a one. Oh hell no! Because I can't really see anybody wanting to see this movie. There's really nothing to say for it. I get why you gave it a two. It's still not good, but it's just bad. And I, you know what? We're gonna stick to you gave it a two on the nerd scale. I'm gonna give it a two out of ten. <laughs> okay. Uh, and you listen, you get a point for just making a movie. Like let's be yeah. honest, the shittiest movies get a point. I don't believe in not giving at least one point. So literally, this got only one point other than the original point that every movie will get. Not enough to give it a two, and definitely, man, I would never, you know what? If you like 65, I definitely want to hear from you. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely want to understand why you like 65. That's fine. And once again, I don't judge people because it's art. It's subjective. I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again here when we talk about movies. This is not art. <laughs> Let's be very clear on that. I want to be clear on this. We we When we talk about movies, we always say movie reviews for us are our opinions. That's it. It's just our opinion. If you don't agree with them, that's fine. You know, But we can still get along. Obviously, you listen to us either because you like some of our takes, you think we're entertaining, or you at least respect what we're talking about. And that's fine. I love the fact that you're here and I never want you to go away. The problem is, is that like like there's too many people who like put too much in what a critic says. And I mean I know I said that about critics a couple. It's not like it's your feeling. Like we're not doing this for a buck. We're not getting paid from a studio. We're not getting paid and we're not getting paid in information or anything. So like what you hear is what we believe. Once again, if you don't believe the same, that's fine. We can have two separate separate opinions of a movie. But this one I really strongly believe was a terrible fucking movie. Terrible. Man, it was bad. <laughs> so, you know, it, like I said, if you if you liked it, you want to reach out, either through the social medias or through the email address or whatever, hit us up. All that information is on 3FNpodcast.com. So make sure you hit us up because we really, really, really would like to hear from you. And like I said, I'm not going to make fun of anybody because, listen, I like some bad movies too. It's just this one. I don't think that there was anything saving this movie. Nothing. There's nothing going out of this movie going, man, I really like that. It just wasn't. The dinosaur dying. That's it. They got a point. <laughs> the baby dinosaur. Yeah, baby dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's it. That got that got out of point. Anyways, so with that, next week's three FN movie club review will be for the brand new movie Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Yep. And of course, we are doing a bonus review that will be coming out this week as well. As you already know, Scream Six. See if that lived up to any kind of hype or was it a let down like this one we'll find out uh later in the week for those of you who are on patreon because the patrons are gonna get it before everybody just like to get everything else so with that ronald i believe you have some business to attend to one out of ten stars wow probably among the worst 50 movies of all times i have never read the books this film is supposed to be based on therefore i can only judge this movie by itself and there is not much to judge i quit after 40 minutes or so and i have no regrets the acting is well it's not there the script is fairy tale, which takes itself away too serious, making the story as dull and predictable as possible. The camera work is so standard, you can predict the angle of the next shot. What can I say? I just hope the book is better since many kids like it. I would have given it 3 out of 10, but the wasted budget and the hype take their toll. 1 out of 10, a disgrace. I want to point out that person has obviously never seen 65. <laughs> that was a review for 65. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a review for... Harry Potter just sucks, people. Send your smoke to Ron. Uh, like, I'm going to be honest, man. Whew. I've never watched the Harry Potter films. They can't be worse than 65. Oh, yeah. I would rather go see John Wick 4. I don't even know. I would rather sit three, three hours through that movie than to see 65 again. And that movie could be terrible. We don't know. Is that oh, out yet? I, can't, I don't know if I could watch John Wick. Gun to your head. What are you picking, Diesel? Did I kill John Wick's dog? Sure. Uh, gun, gun to my head, what am I thinking? 65. Why? Because you're in and out in an hour and a half. Ah, good point. No, you got to watch it twice, back to back. Fine, I'll take a nap. You got to stay awake. Whatever. <laughs> it won't be the first movie I fell asleep in. Gun to the head? I choose nothing. Win-win. <laughs> <laughs> take the bullet. <laughs> Get some sleep when I'm dead. I will be honest. I like their Warriors trailer that they have for John Wick now. Yeah. I, I think that I, I, I did explain and we were talking about it in the theater. I was like, I do think that that's because they're nervous about the movie selling. Because yeah. all of a sudden there's just highlights of all the fucking action to the Warriors pretty much. It's like, yeah, yeah, they're worried about this movie selling. Worried about it. That's okay. I get it. You know why? Because people found out two hours and 49 minutes. What the fuck were they thinking? Action films should never be 249. I'm just throwing that out there. That's just my opinion. Well, that's enough of uh, what I've said. So thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back next week with our review of Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Until then, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And most importantly, later, nerds! Later. You guys just don't like it because it proves Scientology possible. Harry Potter just sucks me. But you're not the same as you used to be. But it's my life, watch you grow and change. I know because of the money tells you that he thinks that you're the one. Before it gets too late for you to run away Where will you go and you start to turn And you see his insecurities begin to take control